Welcome to ClearFit Coaching. My name is David Newcomer, and I am here to help you succeed. I've been fortunate to work with some amazing athletes, successful companies, and incredible clubs and nonprofits throughout my career. I've had the opportunity to direct events, expand charitable outreach, and develop some great friendships and relationships along the way. But maybe most importantly, I've developed and implemented plans to live a happy, balanced life. Plans that I want to share with you. I have a beautiful family, balanced financial objectives, and have worked hard to put myself in a position that allows for growth, curiosity, and fulfillment. I believe life begins at the edge of your comfort zone, so I'm going to help you push yourself beyond what you know and do today. It's a fun process and one that can lead to a lasting change that you and everyone around you will see and appreciate. Hey, it's David with ClearFit Coaching. Happy holidays to all of you and welcome to my show. If this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. Glad to have you. If you're back and have found this useful or entertaining, which I certainly hope is the case, share this with someone you care about. This week, I want to talk about dry January, and I have a few points of encouragement for everyone out there feeling one of the common effects of the holidays and maybe even the cold, dark days of winter, uh, drinking too much or too frequently. This time of year brings a lot of tests to us. The holidays have their fair share of juggling and getting ready, preparing for travel, finding the right gifts for hard to shop for loved ones. Um, Or maybe you're hosting your family and friends from out of town and managing schedule needs for kids, finishing school for the year, and there's work and year-end supply chain issues. (laughs) The list goes on and on. Having a drink after work can be easily justified, rightfully so in some cases, But many of us start to feel the increasing need and frequency about this adds up. It can be something that increases in frequency or quantity as the holidays approach and up and through the New Year's celebrations. Drinking has long been a part of the season. But the increase? It's not just in our heads. In the last few years, many organizations have recognized a significant uptick in alcohol consumption, not just around the holidays, but overall, and not just here in the States, but all over the world. According to the Columbia University Department of Psychology, nearly one-third of Americans' alcohol consumption puts them at risk for alcohol dependence. The COVID-19 pandemic, which fueled a spike in heavy drinking, drastically widened the scope of alcohol misuse, along with related health consequences. The National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism published recently in the Journal of American Medical Association that after increasing approximately 2.2% per year, Over the previous two decades, alcohol-related deaths jumped 25.5% between 2019 to 2020, totaling nearly 100,000 deaths. Meanwhile, the alcohol-associated liver disease deaths increased by 22.4%, with alcohol-related traffic deaths increasing by 14%. Many cite COVID, but I think the trend was in place long before that. And anybody that says this isn't a problem still today is deluding themselves. Let's face it, we drink to everything. Weddings, funerals, birthdays, holidays, Fridays, sporting events. I'm not saying that it's always wrong, but maybe this is a good time to take stock. Be honest with yourself and assess the role drinking plays in your life. We've got a fairly limited vocabulary in terms of celebration in our culture these days. And is it in balance or is it, in, is it out of balance? Is it something that you need to address? Is it something maybe you need help with? something you just want a break from. Well, dry January, 
started in 2012 with a group called Alcohol Change UK. They're celebrating 10 years for their event and provide tools and encouragement for anyone interested in the challenge. One of the best things about their effort is that dry January has become better known. So if someone notices and questions you not drinking, you can simply reply that you're embarking on a dry January. Done. As I record this on December 27th, 2022, this is my five-year mark of not drinking. Five years sober. I'm proud of that. And I'm thankful for the help that I've received and the support that some of my listeners have provided. My considerations for quitting were as much about the impact to others as the impact to myself, primarily my wife and daughter. My family history is not good with regards to alcohol and drinking. My father died of cirrhosis at just 57 years of age. His younger brother died at the same time, just a year uh, after he did. Alcoholism is a disease that my family is a bit too familiar with, and I needed to help set a better example. My sister has been a hero with this. She's been sober now, coming on 18 years, and her husband is right behind her. My own sobriety started as a New Year's challenge in 2017, five years ago today, as I record this. And drinking had been a bigger problem in the past, something that I'd managed to control for the most part, but I still had some slip-ups from time to time. It was the only time I got into trouble, argued with my wife, failed to do what I needed, knew needed doing, and I used it to escape and to avoid. Stopping drinking was hard. Still is, but I don't miss it. You wrestle with it a lot internally when you quit. And there are outside forces at work to contend with too. I'm lucky to have a close group of friends who supported my decision from the start. But there are times, albeit less frequent, when those I don't know well will question or challenge my decision. I think people in general are getting better about recognizing boundaries, but there are always exceptions. And odds are when you're encountering someone who's very vocal about their opinion on you not drinking or the point of drinking or not, they're generally defending their own behavior or addiction, possibly. Um, Forgive them and move on. Sometimes your perception of their actions is affected by the views that you hold on the idea too, and don't fall prey to that mistake. Dry January, back to the point, is something that millions of people take part in every year. It's a good opportunity to take stock in the whole role that alcohol plays in our lives, health, and other considerations. Our management of stress, how we spend our time and money, sleep behavior, moods, the list is long. Not drinking can help you sleep better. You'll find you have more energy. You can improve your mental health and concentration. You'll look better, develop healthier skin, save money. You'll feel a strong sense of achievement. I promise you won't miss the hangovers. Cutting out alcohol for even a month can make a noticeable difference in your health. It may not be something you need to cut out permanently, but maybe a cut back would be worth it. A word about non-alcoholic beers and beverages that imitate. There are some impressive non-alcoholic options out there today. Non-alcoholic beers and drinks can help defer the pressure of the crowd, but I encourage you to start with those without those in play. Make it an honest effort, mentally and without this kind of substitution. Rather than an alternative drink, give some thought to an alternative activity. Take a walk, play a game, read a book, write, hit the gym, make the best of it. In social situations, get a Sprite on the rocks or an iced tea or a coffee. If, after a dry January, you decide that non-alcoholic substitutes can play a part in tempering your intake, great. I've got nothing against that. Okay, so my challenge to you is one of two things. 
If a break from drinking is something you've considered, take advantage of the new year and dry January. And like I said, you'll find that a number of benefits physically and mentally come from it. In addition to the health benefits and keeping out of trouble, one I found was that I just don't need to drink to have a good time. Alternative challenge. If a dry January is not something you're interested in, my request is that we all respect those who opt to give it a go. No shaming, no jokes, no cajoling or questioning the reason or efforts of another. Quite the opposite. I'd ask that we all support anyone who decides to engage in a dry January or any effort to quit or cut back. Or maybe share the idea with someone you think could benefit from the effort. Dry January is about you taking a break, living better, feeling better. The rules are simple. No drinking from the time you wake up on January 1st until February 1st. That's all. Starting your new year in a way that feels good resets the clock a bit and gives your body a break after the holidays. Let me make note though, for those who need more than a month's break, dry January is not directed at those who are battling alcohol use disorder. Alcohol use disorder is a chronic brain disorder, and there are treatments that can help. If you need to stop altogether, I encourage you to find professional help or consider a group like AA that can help you achieve that. There are good resources available. If you want to talk to someone about how to proceed, I'm here. You can reach me at david at clearfitcoaching.com or via my website, clearfitcoaching.com. For those who have been part of my journey, thank you again for all the support and encouragement you've given me for the last five years. I rank it as one of the best decisions of my life and wish I'd come to it sooner, but just the same. Beyond my marriage and becoming a father, it's made a bigger impact on my health and happiness than any other single decision I've made. And if you decide to give it a go, even a 31-day break, talk to your friends and family and let them know. If you need to talk to someone who's been there, I'm in your corner. I wish you all the best for the rest of this year and all the good things to come in 2023. This is David with ClearFit Coaching and looking forward to talking to you again soon.